Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher, addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, I'm your co-host, Dallas Montague, and here in the studio, we have an amazing guest, Alyssa. And Alyssa, I did not catch your last name. What is your last name? It's Hunt, H-U-N-T. Hunt. Perfect. That's super easy. I can remember that. (laughs) All right. Well, Some people mess that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. And you're here today. You wrote a single, you dropped an EP a while back, and we're going to talk about your music today. But before we do, can you share a little bit about your testimony for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better? Sure, sure. Um, I'm a California native and the child of a Marine. So we did a lot of traveling uh, early in my life. And then we settled in here in St. Louis, Missouri where um, I was, I believe I was 12 or 13, where I was in the church that my mother grew up in, my grandmother helped to start. And that's where I became baptized. I was, I thought at that time that I was completely saved, that there was nothing I could do wrong, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is a huge fallacy, you know, but growing up, you learn a lot of different things. And um, I want to say around uh, the sixth grade, we began traveling again. And I went to not just multiple states, but in and out of the country a couple of times. And I realized that um, there were things about me that I wasn't quite sure of or understood, but I knew the one place I was happiest was singing in church. So all the times that we moved, I was joining these different choirs and feel, felt myself growing, but not sure quite where. Um, bring us back to the United States, I returned to Florida where... Um, my first year of college, I got uh, had my daughter and then got married to her father. It's mm-hmm. kind of a crazy thing there. Um, but I knew in my heart that I wanted to be this mother. And I wanted to take care. I, my parents were high school sweethearts. I wanted their life. And in trying to mimic that, I found myself completely opposite of that. Um, I had an angry spouse. We began fighting. It was just this turmoil that... I wasn't happy with, and I found myself falling away from church, as well as music, which was really difficult for me, but once I moved um, back to Missouri, and I found myself, my church, I began to realize that I was missing a great deal, <laughs> mm-hmm. and but I wasn't sure what, so I was church bouncing. I don't know if you uh, had to deal with a lot of people who do that, but you're so, every time you feel that you're joining a church that is going to bring you closer to God, you find yourself looking for, like, kind of nitpicking, um, mm-hmm. and not only was I nitpicking the churches, I was picking on myself, and people say you can be your own worst critic. I was severe, so the more I was around these beautiful people uh, who were doing things that I thought I wanted. I was trying to emulate these things. The more I was losing myself. And uh, it wasn't until 
uh, my father was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and I returned back to California a couple of times and then moved back here was when uh, this anger just kind of developed in me. Um, I know a lot of it's normal uh, psychological when dealing with the loss of a parent and um, hospice care, things on that line. But that anger is what led uh, my husband, my current husband today to me. And I found myself at his church. And at that time, um, it was Lutheran. He, he was Lutheran. And I found, I always thought that Catholics were closest to God than any other <laughs> for the longest time because they didn't just talk to God. They talked to everyone in heaven, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I quickly learned that, um, uh, that there's a great deal more and that there's still one primary focus. And I got that uh, in the Lutheran faith until I found a non-denominational church where I believe God was leading me to. And because of that church, I found that, um, my singing that was returned, of course, um, not only uh, helped me worship God and bring me closer to God in my worship, but I found out that I was also a leader and didn't even realize it. You know, I, we just always wow. saw it as singing, you know, to people, <laughs> you know, to get them ready for the, for the need of the service. But that's when we were actually taught by wonderful people who came to our church, um, uh, uh, Paul Belosh. I, I know I never say his name right. Paul Belosh, Paul Belosh. You know what I'm talking about? An mm. excellent singer and songwriter. Oh my gosh, you got to look him up. Uh, he came to I, our I'll have church. to check it out. He, he sings a lot wow. of songs you know, believe me. <laughs> but um, we, we were trained under his uh, tutelage. Uh, he gave us a lot of information that allowed me to realize that when I sing, it's, it's, it's almost like a relationship. When I'm singing now, I don't see myself as singing to the choir. I see myself as singing directly to him. I see the multitudes mm -hmm. in my head, you know, of every nation, you know, uh, just in one voice. That is how I began to see what I was doing. And it wasn't just, oh my gosh, this is going to make people feel good. This was singing to him directly. And that made me dive more into my Bible. It made me pull up these wonderful verses that was all about worship, how being still is still a form of worship, how, mm -hmm. like when I was a kid, running up and down in the churches, you know, and jumping from the Holy Spirit, these are, this is all worship. And yeah. it really, it, it really got me to dive so much more into the word. Um, and that took me into 2017, where I, began, where I traveled to Europe, and I went to Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. And I got, I was inspired by a lot of this, these poems that eventually turned into my first EP, which is The Nation. Um, and I took these poems, which were, to me, came out really horrible. I'm not a poet by any means of that sense. Uh, but I took those poems one day, about a year later, and actually sat down and gave them some rhythm that actually worked and turned into songs like Moving and Help Me. But it was um, not just from the trip that I took, it was actually about me being able to take time to talk to God as I was traveling. And I managed to, uh, I guess, um, do a little bit of soul searching from those and transform them into those points. It was just my mom and my brother when we took this trip. 
Um, we had took it after as it's kind of like a celebratory getaway travel uh, because our dad is the one who sparked the travel bug in, within us from the military. But it was from songs like those that uh, told me uh, from the feedback that I received with Have You that God is really saying, do something with these things. You're doing it. I'm liking this. Now I need you to send that out. And so I just decided, okay, I'm going to turn this into a song for real. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to hum it or sing it to my mom. You know, she's my first person. Um, I'm going to actually do something with it. And that's what led to uh, my album and then a single and uh, right behind it, if I remember right, and then this one. But the songs that I'm singing now are completely different from what I did with the album. And I don't know if you want me to go into that just yet. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, I have a few questions about, about that in mm -hmm. the going forward, but okay. yeah, keep going with your testimony. Yeah. Okay. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Introducing Elevated Recovery at elevatedrecovery.org. Would you like to regain control of your life from compulsive sexual behaviors such as sex and porn addiction, which is disrupting your happiness, career, and other relationships? Does your professional position or prominence in your community make traditional recovery impossible for you? Elevated Recovery is an online addiction recovery service for busy professionals. They have successfully guided hundreds of high-achieving men and their partners through uncontrollable sexual behaviors. Behaviors such as serial affairs, porn addiction, habits of patronizing prostitutes, and other situations that have left well-meaning, good men open to the risks of divorce, job loss, sexual harassment litigation, and severe underachievement in their own lives. At Elevated Recovery, their clients include top-performing sales professionals, business owners, physicians, celebrity broadcast personalities, professional athletes, lawyers, engineers, and politicians from over 20 countries. Elevated Recovery is endorsed by therapists, mental health professionals, marriage counselors, and relationship experts from around the globe. Learn more by visiting the website elevatedrecovery.org. That's elevatedrecovery.org. Go check it out now. You can also connect on Instagram, Elevated Recovery, and connect on Facebook, Porn Reboot, and follow on Twitter at Reboot Porn. So um, I believe what really helped me find my way back to God in the sense of not just singing, but in just building my relationship, I believe that came in the form of a realization that I had, uh, my mind had kind of mentally blocked. I found myself angry. Um, as, as I referred, you know, around the time that my father had passed away. Um, mm -hmm. But it was more so because something had happened in my life and I didn't even remember it. And it happened long before we started traveling again. Um, but I'd find, I'd, one day out of the blue, someone, a family member called me and it sparked this memory within me. And that memory gave to a lot of, honestly, I hate to say this, this rage. Um, I didn't realize it until that day that I had been molested by this person. And because of wow. that, I think it kind of formed the person that I was and didn't realize it. I went to a Christian counselor who helped me walk through it. And I realized that I had a lot of things that I needed to work out. And I wasn't going to be able to do it on my own. I wasn't going to be able to sweep it under the rug with more traveling or being angrier than I was. Um, uh, but I found myself at a lake where I was actually able to sit with God and ask him, why did this happen to me? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? 
I felt I, people I'm sure can relate the feeling of just wasteful. I didn't I didn't think that there, I was here for any reason whatsoever because look what happened to me. I didn't say anything. I didn't tell. I thought that I had all of these horrible negative thoughts about the person I was because I couldn't even tell anyone. Um, why I later came to through a lot of therapy, by the way, in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, this woman was wonderful. I just wish I could remember her name. She helped me dig up a lot of these deeply rooted, these deep-seated, I don't want to call it a fire, but the intensity of, of self-hatred that I carried for myself, um, which no one knew. I was a really good um, faker of, of sorts. Um, the, these things that I carried within me were so heated and, and hateful. Uh, I, 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 didn't, I saw no purpose for myself and considered suicide on numerous occasions, um, but I didn't want to let my mom down. And so I, I, I was able to push those thoughts aside, but the hate was still there. And I just felt that when I was singing, this was the best way to do it, but I wasn't singing for him. So mm. I stopped singing again and just sat with God at that, that day and asked, what, what do you want? What am I supposed to do? And why hasn't it happened for me the way it's happening for everyone else? I keep trying to be like these other people and it's not working, you know? <laughs> and he just finally told me, honestly, it was pretty much like a, like a good spanking. He just said, just be quiet. It's interesting when he rebukes us like that or, or corrects us, you know? Yes, yes. And okay. I got to fan my eyes here because I'm remembering that day so well, you know, <laughs> and he, the, the main message was you need to just be quiet, just listen and wait. And, and that waiting is when I lost my dad and I felt that I couldn't truly say how I felt then either because my mom needed me. So I waited and then I met my husband, who at the time I did not like because I was still angry, didn't want a, a person in my life to drag through my muck with me. Um, and I wait, I probably waited a, another good like four or five months before I finally said, OK, God, I'm ready. And that's when um, he waited a little bit longer, I believe. With me. <laughs> I, I wanted to move. I wanted to move so much and he just, and he, he didn't say anything. He didn't, he just waited on me instead. And when it finally happened was when I actually did decide, okay, I'm going to go to church with this guy. He's been asking me to go to church with him. I'm going to go to church with him. And I believe that's when God said, okay, it's time. And I'm, as a matter of fact, I don't believe it. I know it is because the way things happen for us, the way uh, our courtship, um, uh, the way that God moved me in particular, uh, I don't want to say circles, but the pastor who was at my church, uh, the groups that I joined in, the things that I was doing and becoming active in the community, I, I felt, okay, I'm not doing this for myself or just feeling good about myself because I'm helping this person or that person anymore. It became more so of we, what, what am I to do next for you? Not what can I do so I can feel good. Not uh, what am I? What can I do to help this person feel good? Because at first I thought it was all about me. Yeah. 
I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for them. And once I took me out of the equation and just asked, what can I do for you? And while I'm doing for this person, that's it. I didn't, that, that, that little great prickly goosebumpy feeling that you get when you're doing something, that's just the feeling, you know, it's, yeah. it's so much deeper than that when you're doing it for the proper reason. So once I sat and I said, okay, God, what's next? Where do you want me? I'm going. I was totally open to that. And thankfully, so was my husband. So when I told him, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this group next. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. This is what I think he has lined up for me. And if I touch that list and if he wants me to go for it, I'm going for it. Um, I became a Stevens minister. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that group, but it's, it's actually like a class where you take multiple hours uh, I believe it was 50 or more on how to listen, um, how to uh, present open-ended questions that gets the person to deep dig within themselves to find the answers that they need with God's assistance and prayer and with uh, particular books that we were reading so that they can come out of these shells where there was depression or the loss of a spouse, all of these different things. When I took that course, it enabled me to dig even deeper within myself. Um, and I was able, not physician heal thyself, so to speak, but with the Holy Spirit, I was able to come out and release a lot of these things and talk to people on how I was feeling as well. So I gave that to God. I'm like, thank you. You know, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's you helping me with this. I thought that I was fixing things, you know, but uh, another thing, uh, I took a class called Cleansing Stream. And that's with my current church now, uh, where I was able to, in this group, we actually were asked questions in these workbooks or what have you, that actually taught us how to open up and to share and to lay it all out at the foot of the cross and to not take it back. That's the biggest thing that I had. So, and my testimony of that is it, more than anything else. Um, if no one can take anything else, that once you lay it down, it takes a great deal of strength, but faith to not take it back. There's so many times I thought, oh, well, nope. <laughs> right in mm -hmm. mid thought. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been there. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you. I'm literally, I'm, I'm even doing it now. I threw my hands up. Thank you. You got me. You know? <laughs> I'm not taking it. I, I'm not going to do it. You know, it's things like that. It's not like this one huge, um, amazing opportunity, like with your story. Oh, my goodness. But it was through a course of learning, um, hard knock style, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but yep. uh, through a lot of these beautiful interventions that he placed in my path once I stopped and listened. And I think that's what helped me so much because had I not started singing again, had I not gone and given my husband a chance, I probably would be on a, a completely different path that he'd had for me, but I would have blurted up myself because I still felt for the longest time, I got to have control. And yeah, I can tell God about it, but I have to fix it, you know? And it was through, I mean, there's little things that happened, you know, that were like roadblocks or stumbling blocks. But 
I can honestly say that he has not only gotten me through that, he raised me up and above so that the weight that I felt that I was carrying was so much lighter. If I had to have a crying spell, that's okay because he's there with me and it's going to be all right. And, and those are the things that I never could let go. When I got that memory back of what had happened to me when I was younger, before we began traveling, I hated that person. I did not speak to that person. He was my favorite aunt's oldest son. That's a difficult mm. um, relationship. And I never told her. So there were times where I had to pretend and be miserable and uncomfortable. And even when he passed away, I wanted to be, you know, by this time I've already come through a few of my uh, spiritual changes. I still wanted to be angry, but if it was not for that course, um, like I said, called cleansing stream, I never would have been able to pray for him instead and pray that where he was sitting, um, was at the feet of Christ and not in lower places. You know what I mean? Where I used to wish he was, you know, which yeah, is a terrible yeah. thing, but you know, that's what anger and rage does to you. But I also found out that his childhood wasn't as easy as I thought either. And so, and though there's no excuse or, you know, rationalizing situations, you know, it also made me grateful that though I felt that, I, I was miserable on the inside. Um, I didn't have to turn my life in the direction where he had turned, you know? So I felt that I was blessed in the sense that I was saved from some things, you know, where people say patterns are continuously repeated. That did not happen with me. Um, but I was so-called angry black woman for so long, you know, but nobody knew. You know, yeah. nobody mm -hmm. had any inkling at all. That's the thing about it, right? It it poisons us. And it I'm not does. saying that it's your fault or anyone else's fault, but no one else even knows about it. No exactly. one else even knows. It just destroys oh, you. Yeah. And all the We're things the great pretenders, of yeah. course. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad yeah, that you found, found freedom from that and through that, through Christ. Thank it's an important you. part of the story. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> In the beginning, you were mentioning... You were worshiping not necessarily for God, which that's that's kind of a crazy thing for us to just say out loud. But how many of us are guilty of that? Oh how many goodness. of us have been in worship and we're thinking about, well, oh, I'm so hungry for some cheeseburgers, you know, or like yeah. worshiping for, for the entertainment of people around us or for the approval or whatever, you know, mm -hmm, we're all mm -hmm. guilty of times like this. And I oh, read yeah. a verse this morning in my devotions, Galatians 1.10, and it yeah. hit me this morning and it checked my spirit. I'm going to read it as well. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying oh, to yeah. please man? If yeah. I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. we're called to be servants of Christ. We're called to represent our lives to the world. And how can we do that if we're trying to please man? We can't. Exactly. We can't please man. We can't live for the approval of man. We live for an audience of one. And, and what you were saying about worshiping directly to God, that's the purpose. That's what it's all about. Yes, yes. So I'm glad you, you came matter, around full circle with that. That's good. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, if it wasn't for COVID, mm -hmm. I think that I never would have stepped out the way I did. Uh, right yeah. before that, everything hit. Uh, and when I say hit, I mean, it was bigger. It was, it was, it was a procession. It wasn't just something out of the blue. But um, when it directly affected 
our everyday lives to the point of not going out and everything shutting down. I was in two different places because one, I had already had all my songs done and I was waiting for a re- my release date, which was later on this year. Um, mm-hmm. And I had also had um, not so much a complaint, but I felt that at that time I wasn't being properly used uh, as, as a frontline worship leader. And I had a meeting that was scheduled prior to the shutdown with one of my leaders to discuss the way I was feeling. And um, right when that hit, two weeks later, I was sitting in my office, sipping on some tea and just sitting in quiet. The house was completely asleep. And God said, no. And I thought, no. I don't, you know, I don't understand. And a reminder about an hour later popped up on my phone that I had a phone call meeting with my worship leader. And again, I hear no. And it's, it's not like just a voice, you know what I mean? It's just something that, you know, just like any, it's, it's deeper than just a fleeting thought, but the word was still present and it was no. So I, sat, I, I, I went back to my office and I prayed and I said, okay, God, what am I supposed to do? You're telling me something. <laughs> and I knew immediately that I'm not supposed to have this meeting to sit. That's what he told me the first time. And so I sent my worship leader a message and I said, you know what? I don't need um, the meeting. I think I'm going to be okay. And he called, he gave me a call anyway. And he's like, are you sure? You know, you don't. And I'm like, no, not at all. I don't even want to discuss it. I'm trying to do what I'm supposed to do. And yep. I was told no. <laughs> and, that's, and I'm sure I sound insane when I told him. But, you know, I'm like, no, it's not supposed to happen. So I let it go. And he also had uh, geared me towards some people. I received a mentor who gave me wonderful advice. And uh, prayed for me and told me, just do this now. People need it now. And so I went ahead and released that CD. And the feedback during this, you know, when it was the heaviest, was phenomenal. And it wasn't because they said, oh, you sing so wonderful. You know, it wasn't like that. And this is why I know that I'm doing what he wants me to do. They said, I found myself sitting and just praying through some of these songs. I got two people who gave me reviews. They said, I just sat and prayed them. They said they felt closer than they had ever been during this situation. And I thought, well, then that's God. That's not me. You know, and you just hear a voice, but that's not me giving you that message. That's the message that I received. That's them talking to you. You know, (laughs) that's not me. I'm glad that it happened. And I am thankful that it happened because I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. If you can feel him in it, you know, that's, that's, that was the main thing that I kept thinking. Mm -hmm. And you are releasing a new song, a new single in about eight days. When we release this podcast, it'll be a few days until then, but I want to play a quick 10 seconds snippet of the first part of the song that you showed me. Okay. 
Okay, so guys, you heard the first 10 seconds of this this song. It's incredible. She was saying that people were inspired when they were listening to the other album, the other EP. When she sent me this song, I was sitting on my front porch with my Bluetooth speaker on, and I started playing it, and I just started dancing. I don't dance, guys. I do not dance. And the first few oh seconds, God. I was hooked. I'm like, this is awesome. This is a good vibe. I showed it to my wife a few minutes after I played it. And I was really inspired. And so I want to say oh. thank you for making this single. And guys, this is coming out on the 20th of December. Check it out. And moving forward with that, um, you mentioned that your goal is to create music for people to sit back and relax with God and to read the Absolutely. Bible with. And so can you just explain a little bit more to our listeners the importance of worship in different aspects? Because some oh, people might view worship only, oh, I can only worship in the church when there's a live band. I can only worship on my knees. I can only worship with my hands up. How can we yeah. worship just sitting back and relaxing to music? That's the best part to me. <laughs> Normally <laughs> when I'm cleaning my house, I'm playing the songs that are upbeat and jumping around and I'm mm-hmm. cleaning the house and worshiping. But to me, the most precious of times, and I feel like a lot of people will as well appreciate it, is when you are doing nothing at all. You're mm-hmm. giving him you time. You're giving him 100% of you. I, I know for a fact in my life, the most times I have heard him speak to me was when I just sat. When I first heard him speak to me, I was sitting by the, by the lake. The other times, uh, recently, I'm in my office. And it's, and it's not like it happens all the time, you know. <laughs> but mm-hmm. when you are sitting and you are just clearing your mind, you've uh, either finished your devotional or you're about to step into a reading, you just sit. You Sometimes I close my eyes. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I stare out the window and I just look at the trees. There's, I'm, I'm trying to... to to just release and commune. And we have to have that open mind and open heart to say, I'm here and I'm ready. I'm listening. I need you. <laughs> you know, I, I, mm-hmm. the direction will come. He does speak to us. It's not always at that time or at that, that moment, but he's always with us. We just have to hear what he's saying. And you're not going to get that if you're cleaning the house because you're focusing on these other things. What you're going to do today? What's for dinner tonight? What time do I have to be at church tomorrow? Yeah. You know what I mean? So much is yeah. going on. You're so overwhelmed with life that we tend to put him up on the shelf. But when we say, I'm taking you down off of that shelf and placing you within me, I need to open myself in order for you to open up within me. That line of communication will happen. It'll go from head to heart, heart to head. And almost immediately, I found an inner peace in that. Anytime I feel like I'm getting upset, if the bills didn't come out right and I don't have much money, I sit. I don't even worry about bills anymore. I don't worry about that stuff. That's man stuff, you know. Yes, I have to give back, but I don't have to have it 24-7 with me. Mm-hmm. And I have found And I want to clarify. That- I want to clarify. You said that's man stuff. And you're not saying the husband. You're saying fleshly. Correct. Correct. I'm okay. sorry. Right. Yes. Yes. I'm yeah, no problem. Yes. Just wanted to clarify Absolutely. for the listeners. Definitely. So when I found that a lot of times when I'm sitting and listening to him, I give him, I I give him a a, a prayer and I say, okay, I'm here. And 
that's when some of the songs like the one that's coming out this month have come to me. It's the, it's, it's almost like a tranquil peace. And when it comes, it's not with this huge beat and things like behind it, because all of my songs aren't like that, but they all carry a mellow sense because that's how I feel. He comes to us. He comes to us on a breeze sometimes. Sometimes it's a light whisper. You know, it's not always something that's huge and demanding. Because if we saw the Red Sea open up every time God spoke to someone, we would be burned mm-hmm. out. We would not appreciate it. You know what I mean? It, it would not, the appreciation would not be there. Oh, that's just God calling. You know, <laughs> we don't have that. <laughs> but when we're sitting and we're quiet, we're saying, this is us. I know my life has been hectic. I'm sorry that I have not been hearing you throughout the day, but I am right here right now because that's what he wants with us more than anything. The Bible says that he wants a relationship with us. He didn't give us Eden just to boot us out of it. You know, he gave it to us because he wanted to be the closest. You can't get any closer than Adam and Eve. You know, <laughs> you know I mean, I mean, that is some serious relationship. And just like with us here on earth, we met, you know, it was messed up. They made some mistakes and it was taken from us. And that's one of the things that came to me in that song. I was sitting with God and um, the first thing that came to me was appreciation. We don't have the appreciation that we should have towards all the things that he has done for us. And that's when the first line came of, you know, we think uh, usually when you hear the reference of back in the day, it's because you're thinking about something that happened a couple of years back or back when you were a child. But the true thing, the true appreciation, appreciation comes from back in that day, you know, when he made this world. Why don't we appreciate that more? You know, so things like the leaves that I love to stare at. I, I still sit and look up through the trees and see, you know, the sun glistening, mm-hmm. you know, through, you know, the little gaps uh, when they're moving on the wind, you know, I, I find appreciation in those things. I, not just in my kids or the house that we have or what have you, I find it in the peace and the quiet that he gives us. And so the sitting and hearing these songs that are coming um, are going to allow you to sit and just relax on it. It's not going to be a whole lot of, you know, uh, flashing lights or what have you. It's going to be mellow. You're going to want to sit back and relax because I want it when that song is over, I want you to still be sitting there mm-hmm. thinking not just on the words that I said, but your appreciation. You know, what can I do or think or feel and say to the one who did this, you know, um, my first uh, thing is I just get up and I say, thank you, God, you know, <laughs> and then I dive right into whatever it is that I'm reading. Um, if I have a schedule or if I have a devotion that's, that, that's sitting there with me, I dive right in then because that's when you're going to hear. First, you're waiting to feel that spirit come upon you. When you receive the spirit, that's going to give you discernment in the words that you receive. You know what I mean? That's how I've always seen it. I was told you sit and you pray and you ask for understanding. The silence 
or the soft music, not something that's my favorite song or what have you, but something that's going to grant you that peace and the quiet so that when you're done reading, you can still sit there mm-hmm. and bask yep. in his word and his glory. <laughs> Does that make sense? Am I making Yeah, sense? absolutely. <laughs> and as we, we've moved into streaming music, I think, I mean, I listen to music all the time when mm-hmm, I'm praying, mm-hmm. when I'm walking, when I'm working, all the yes. time. And so why not listen to music that can glorify God and put you in that place spiritually with him? Because we, we know how it is. We can all be honest with ourselves. We do our devotions and then we tend to drift off and forget yeah. about, we get distracted and having some type of music that we can remember, have our hearts set on Christ through the whole day. Yeah. That's the purpose. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's about. So I do want to ask another question as we're getting to yeah, the end of absolutely. the podcast. Um, are you working on any current music? So you're releasing this song on the 20th, do you have any other things in the up your sleeve in the basket? I do, actually. I have, uh, let's see here. I have two different projects that are going on right now. And um, back in the day is walking into one. It's, that album title is called Tranquility. And each of those songs are softer than anything that came out of my first album. One song is called The Moon. Um, One thing I found, I discovered, The Moon is mentioned probably, I know, 50 times and and more in the Bible. Mm. And I never thought about it, but I remember as a child riding and watching the moon, you know, thinking that it was following us. And, you know, I think every kid has done that at a time or two. But I never really thought. God, the moon is, re- is, is is spoken of so many times in the Bible. And I don't even think about it. Anything else is regulating, you know, our oceans and such. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it rules the night, you know. So there's a song like that. And it's very soft. Um, I even got someone to use a handpan uh, in that song. So it's, it's really mellow and tranquil. Each and every one of those songs are either acapella or soft enough to where it's going to give you exactly what I'm looking for, which is that inner peace and the still that you need when you come in, when you read your Bible or what have you. Mm-hmm. And the other one is called, um, I believe it's Electric Heart. And a lot of those songs are going to carry more of, uh, of, a, of a bigger beat. You know, that's the one that you can walk to when you're exercising mm-hmm. or cleaning the house. You know, it's going to be a more electric instead of actual pianos and, and the hand pans and violins. It's more so geared to keep, to keep you moving and enjoying things like when you're going shopping or walking or whatever it is around the house. Uh, so those are the two things. And they're both set on you still worshiping. So it's not just, you know, uh, a couple of words here and there. It's actual verses that are going to say, this is the connection that's being made. You know, this is what we're working towards, God. All of this is because of you and for you and by you, you know, (laughs) because I truly feel, you know, that when these songs come to me, it's not just me coming up with something. It's, It's because I am doing what he has given me to do. If it was just me, then I could have written love songs, you know, (laughs) you know, know, for pop songs or, you know, what have you. I didn't want that. I feel that these songs were geared specifically because that's what he has given me. And that's what I'm going to be sharing. And Alyssa, I want to ask, how can our listeners find your music? You can find me in a couple of different ways. I love Instagram. 
So a lot of shares that I do, as well as little things that I just make up. If I have, there's sometimes a Bible verse that I'll come up with, I'll sing it and put it on Instagram uh, with a little photo or a video. Um, I'm on Facebook as well, but I don't work Facebook. I don't know how to really <laughs> manipulate that site mm-hmm. well, uh, but I'm there. And I also have a website. Um, it's uh, under, it's ascendingworshipmusic.com. Um, I'm there. Uh, also, I'm on streaming platforms as well. I'm still developing. So there's some places where my music is, but I have no presence, um, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still learning about this. <laughs> it's still yeah. very confusing from time to time. But if you look at places like Spotify um, or uh, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, um, there's so many um, TikTok. I like. I don't have a presence on TikTok. I'm not a, a fan of TikTok, but um, I know that people uh, listen to a lot of music there as well. So I know that my music's there. It's on uh, Instagram Music. Even it just there's a load of them. You can find them in Deezer. Um, there's. Yeah. I'll put a few of those links of below. <laughs> mm-hmm. And your website. You. I'll put that below. You guys can <laughs> click on that. Figure that out, guys. I'm gonna put that first uh, that next single on my playlist. So I'm excited for that that drop absolutely. on the 20th. Thank and you. Alyssa, if yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much again for being a part of the show today. It was a joy talking with you. And if I can have you in the podcast with a prayer, that would be amazing. Absolutely, absolutely. Father, thank you so much for the ability for us to be able to use things like music to bring people to into your presence. Father, what we're asking right now is that For those who are listening, allow them to receive your presence. Help them to understand that in the waiting and in the quiet, there's a multitude that you can present to them as far as goals, life, things like being angry with oneself. It's not a way to live. Being hateful towards others, that's not the way that uh, to live. It's not what you have blessed us with. All you have wanted for us is love, Father and a relationship with you. So what I'm asking right now is for them to be able to stop the noise and just sit and wait on you, Father. Give them the patience. uh, Allow their hearts to be still. Allow their minds to shut everything down except you, Father, and let them grow closer. I'm asking that you bless those who are um, over this podcast, the ones who are hearing it, and allow, Lord, a blessing to be on to those who they speak to afterwards and sharing messages such as peace, Father, peace that can only be found in you. I'm asking that we uh, not only uh, receive the message that changes our hearts, but that we can pass that message on through things like music. And I'm asking that in your son Jesus' name, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.